Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to episode nine of Wabi Sabi Wellness. My name is Jeanette, and I am jazzed that you are here with me today. Today's episode is one that I'm super jazzed, super excited, super pumped to be talking about. And I know I say that every single week, but I truly mean that this week. We are going to be diving into the 12 houses of your astrology chart or your birth chart, and we're going to be talking about what they all mean and what they might mean when you're looking at your chart in total. Before we get into that though, let's go over the moon transits of the week, the astrology of the week, and of course the tarot card that I have pulled for the collective. Let's start off talking about the moon transits of the week. If you're new here, the moon shifts signs every two to three days and the moon governs our emotions. So I like to use it as like a compass for what my week might look like. So Monday up until 8.09 p.m. Central Time, the moon will actually be in Pisces. And this might give us a bit of an emotional start to the week, and that's completely okay. It's a great time for you to check in with yourself. Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? If it's positive emotions, what can I do more of to keep those there? If you're feeling not so great, what are some things you need to change or get rid of in your life? At 8.09 p.m. on Monday, April 17th, up until Wednesday, April 19th at 11.30 p.m., the moon will then shift into Aries. As we know, Aries is the first sign of the astrological year, and it's all about getting projects started, getting things started. This is a really great time for us to get some projects started or to get some things done off of our to-do list. But the one thing you might want to keep in mind is being aware of your temper and how you might portray your emotions to others during this period of time. On Wednesday, April 19th at 11.30 p.m., the moon will then shift into Taurus and remain there until 5.11 a.m. on Saturday, April 22nd. While the moon is here, you might feel like you're in a bit of a slump, but I want us to change that perspective and think about maybe the universe is just telling us that we need to take care of ourselves, and that is what Taurus is all about. It's about self-care. It's working hard and playing hard, so indulge in some self-care over those few days. It's a great time to have a girl's night or just like go and get a massage or do something for yourself. On Saturday, April 22nd at 5.11 a.m., the moon is going to shift into Gemini and remain there until 1.59 p.m. on Monday, April 24th. I love a Gemini moon for the weekend. Gemini moon is very social, it's very chatty, but it's also a little bit scattered. You might have a lot of ideas popping out at you that you're just not really sure what to do with. So jot those down and have a really, really fun weekend because the moon is there for you. Okay, let's talk about the astrology of this week. This week, you guys, is such a big one. So for the first three days of the week, we're going to be feeling this like sense of change in the air. We're going to feel a sense of potential, and I love that for us. I want you guys to be thinking about changes that you want to be making in your life um, and just putting that out there in the universe. We do have the first solar eclipse of the season this Wednesday, if you are on Central Time, and it is at 11.12 p.m., This is going to mark the beginning of the Aries-Taurus eclipse season. Eclipses are when the sun and the moon meet, and in astrology, these signify changes and new beginnings. So each eclipse has kind of like a theme, and the theme for this one is ambition and growth. So that is what I want you all to focus on. The new moon is also that night. The next day on April 20th, 
it will begin Taurus season. And as I said earlier during the moon transits, Taurus season is all about working hard and playing hard. So I want you all to focus from April 20th until May 20th, especially on that playing hard. How can you pamper yourself? How can you make sure that you are being taken care of? Lastly, before we dive into today's topic, let's chat for a second about the collective card that I have pulled for us. Today's card was the Nine of Swords. And I will admit the Nine of Swords is not one of my favorite cards in the tarot deck, but I do think it's an important one. Nine of Swords has everything to do with worries and anxieties. It's about what keeps you up at night and what keeps you from pursuing the things that you really want in life. So my ask of you is to think about what is it that's keeping you up at night? What are your fears? What are your worries? What are your anxieties? I want you to think about them and think about what would happen if I just said, I'm not going to listen to all of this chatter in my head and I'm just going to go ahead and do what I want and shoot my shot. What would be the worst that could happen? But also what could be the best thing that happens if you actually go out and do that? With all that being said, let's dive into the 12 houses of your astrology chart. So astrology is a never-ending complex onion that you can just keep peeling off and learning more about, but we got to start somewhere. So let's start with those 12 houses. The 12 houses are the pieces of the pie that astrologically make up who you are. There are 12 houses and there are 12 signs. So I always laugh when I hear someone say, I don't like so-and-so sign because each person has one piece of that pie being ruled by a sign. We all have all 12 signs somewhere in our chart ruling a section of our lives. So let's talk about each of those 12 houses and what they represent. The first house is the house of self, and obviously it all begins with who you are. So this is your personal brand or how other people see you and how you see yourself. For example, I am a first house Virgo, so my personal brand has so much to do with just being organized and being on top of things. And for myself, when things don't go the way that I plan, I just really, really beat myself up over it. The second house is your house of personal security, of money, of values, and work. So this is one of three work houses. This house can tell you a lot about how you spend your money as well as how you make your money. The third house rules all things of the mind, siblings, learning, short trips, and communication. I think that this house is most important when it talks about like your learning style as well as your communication style. The fourth house rules home, family, parents, and roots. So diving into this house, you can learn a lot about your own upbringing, of the family you decide to make for yourself when you get older, and how you see your home and your house. This can tell you a lot about if a person's house is organized or disorganized, um, things like that. The fifth house is the house of pleasure, romance, creativity, hobbies, and kids. So pretty self-explanatory. It can tell you a lot about things that will really fill your cup, as well as how you interact with kids. The sixth house is another workhouse. So it is work, self-improvement, routine, and health. So this one really talks about like your day-to-day and how you operate in like a work um, environment. The seventh house is the house of one-to-one relationships and marriage. Your eighth house is the house of shared resources. So how you share with others, whether that be money or, you know, intimacy. This is also the house of rebirth on the occult. 
your ninth house is all about adventure and higher learning. So kind of like that third house, but taken to another level. So this can talk about how you travel as well as what you might want to learn about as you are an adult. The 10th house is the career house, so the third of the career houses. So we have the second, sixth, and 10th all ruling career. Um, this one talks a lot more about like the like dream job or where or what kind of job suits you best. The 11th house is about friendship and group dynamics. And then the last house, the 12th house, is the house of karma, of the unconscious mind, and of your spiritual growth. So your first house is always ruled by your rising sign, and then each subsequent house is ruled by the sign following it. So for me, for example, I'm a Virgo rising, so my first house is in Virgo, my second house is in Libra, and then my third house is in Scorpio, and so on and so forth. The other thing I want to point out about these houses is that planets also reside in each house. So a person who is a Virgo rising, there's obviously a lot of Virgo risings out there, they'll have a different chart just because of their planets falling into different places. And I like to say that planets give us a little different flavor for what our birth chart might tell us. Another thing about planets is that if you have three or more planets in one house, then that makes it a stellium, meaning that this house and this sign are a big deal to who you are. Personally, I do not have any um, stelliums in my birth chart, but just for an example, my husband has a stellium in his 12th house, and that 12th house is about the subconscious, it's about karma, which absolutely makes sense for him. That is definitely a focus of his like life for himself. So, Understanding your birth chart, I think, can really, really help you understand yourself. And understanding those 12 houses are is just like a really great starting point for that. So thank you for listening. That was definitely just a very short intro into the 12 houses. You can get so deep into what each house means and then what each sign means when it's sitting in each house. But I just thought we should start somewhere. With that said, I want to talk about the quote of the week, and this one just makes me giggle. This is a quote by JP Morgan of, you know, JP Morgan and Chase. And the quote is, millionaires don't use astrology, but billionaires do. And when I think about this quote, I think about, you can be smart and obviously get places, but if you trust in the universe and trust in the stars, I think you can get even further. Next week's episode, guys, is such a treat. I got to interview Rena May from May May Jewelry. And May May Jewelry is just an intentional jewelry brand that is very much aligned with Wabi Sabi Wellness and all of the things that I vibe with. So listen up for that episode next Monday. I'm so excited. It was such a great conversation. Um, if you guys liked this episode, if you like this podcast, please share it, review it, rate it. I really love seeing like that people are listening to this and it just makes me so, so happy. Um, if you want to connect with me, I am on Instagram at wabi.sabi.tarot. And as always, guys, please look within. See you all next week and have a great, beautiful, fantastic week and an amazing start to eclipse season.